For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Welcome back to another episode of the War Room Podcast. This is your host, Big E, and the other host is T-Cop. How you doing, T-Cop? Big E, what's up? Ain't nothing, man. We get the chance to talk about this weekend's games, and I actually was in attendance of the Rams and 49ers game out in L.A., so I'll get a chance to talk about that today, so that was cool. But before we move forward, let's talk about Bet Online. They would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all bet sports wagering action for 2022. The new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get started. From basketball, football, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline where the game starts. So get out there, win you some money, people. So, T-Cop. Man. We had some solid football games. We had extra football this week. We had some overtime games. We did. We had scenarios down there in Vegas where if they would have took the tie, they would have got in. But if they win, then the Steelers get in. And, you know, A forces us to see stuff. Big Ben play another weekend. Ah. Yep. But uh, <laughs> it is what it is, though, you know. So, But it had some interesting games, you know. So we're going to start this thing off, off with the Kansas City Chiefs. And they played the Denver Broncos. And the Chiefs won 28-24. to What do you think about that game, brother? I think the Chiefs. Are I'm not going to say they're the Chiefs of old. I'm not going to say that. I know we talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. They're not the Chiefs of old. But I don't. I don't know, Biggie. <laughs> I don't know about the Chiefs now. Going into this, going into the playoffs. Of course, teams are going to be a lot different than they are when it comes to the playoffs right. because the way they scheming things, uh, the way, especially defensively, they're going to take away whatever you do best through the regular season. Mm-hmm. That team is going to try their best to take that away from you and make you one-dimensional and make you beat them another type of way. True. So I don't know what the Chiefs are going to do when it comes to the playoffs time, who they play. They have the Chiefs have the Steelers. They have the Steelers. I think that's a good matchup for the Chiefs because the Steelers' defense suck. You know, but it, it puts 
the way the Chiefs have been playing and just going off this past game, mm-hmm. they still threw the ball forty four times. Yeah, which is very weird to see in the near late the here recent future that you know starters playing in this game, especially speaking of the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. At the recent history, they've been kind of so good that they could sit some guys and mm-hmm. and not have to play everybody. But Mahomes was twenty seven for forty four for two seventy two touchdowns. He protected the ball. The one thing that makes me nervous about them is that he also was their leading rusher. Yeah. So it makes you say like, are they balanced? Can you stop them one way? Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure his rushes were scrambles, which he knows when to do it at the right time for Mm -hmm. sure. But it lets you know protection has been an issue. Uh, The running game hasn't been there. I mean, they ran the ball with four other people. They struggled this week running the ball against Denver. Yeah, for sure. And and I don't really see why they should. But then again, I mean, you got to give hats off to Denver for competing. And and they were playing for pretty much nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not sure. Did they fire their coach? They fired him and the GM. Yeah, that's what I thought. They fired yeah. their coach. So they're looking, and I feel like they're, they asked for permission to speak to an interview. Eric Bieniemy. Well, Eric Bieniemy, as well as Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they also talking about reaching out to him, too. So we'll see, but I'm pretty sure you're rooting for Eric Bieniemy to get a, an opportunity, right? I want him to get an opportunity when he's ready. I, I mean, of course— we feel like he's ready. You know, he's going to put mm-hmm. his time in. He's been behind a great coach, Andy Reid, and learning how to do things. He deserves a head coaching job, but only when he's ready. I don't want nobody to throw him out there mm-hmm. and he's not ready yet, and it looks terrible on him. I'd rather him stay where he's at and then wait Andy Reid out. And then just slide right and on in. And then slide right into what he's comfortable with. That's going to make the job so much easier taking your first and you already know everybody that's there. Obviously yeah. you're going to have the draft and free agents and all those things happening, but you know, the lay of the land. It all depends on how long Andy Reid trying to stay. He can't stay, but so much longer, right? I mean, shuck. You as long know. as he keep a enemy with him, he pretty much good, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, now, if, if I'm going to do that, coach enemy, he got to ask for a pay raise. I, I mean, that's, it's pretty much warranted, I believe. Yeah, you got to give him a pay raise. If I'm not going to take the head coaching job somewhere else and I'm going to stay here and run your offense and make sure things are waiting to be, mm-hmm. I got to get a pay raise. They have to. So, I mean, during the breakdown of that game, the Chiefs had 28 first downs to 18 by the Broncos. They were 8 for 14 on third down efficiency, which is kind of one of the better ones we've mentioned all year. Mm-hmm. They had zero turnovers. And time of possession was 33 minutes to 26 minutes. So they did everything they were supposed to do to win that game. And ultimately they did. I mean, they ran a total plays of 74 to Denver's 54. So they outlasted them. And obviously you're going to have to be willing to do that in the playoffs when you start matching up with teams. And even though I pick on Big Ben with the Steelers so much, but let's be real. He knows how to win games. Yep. And he's going to fight all the way to the end. And the players are going to be motivated to not make that his last game. Exactly. So – it's going to be a toss-up on that game. As much as you want to just say Kansas City wins, I struggle with it because they are playing the Steelers. I, 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 I get what you're saying, just kind of tossing out to saying Kansas City win. It's not a for sure Kansas City mm-hmm. win, but I think Kansas City is still a better team because for sure defensively the Chiefs, not the Chiefs, but the Steelers, they struggling, man. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if Big Ben have the firepower to outscore Chiefs team if they're clicking on all cylinders. That's why – I'm glad that the Chiefs played their starters. They kind of continue to get that continuity and continue to kind of build their offense mm-hmm. and and get their offense clicking. Uh, so I was fine with them playing their starters. Yeah, me too. So moving on to my Dallas Cowboys, they played the Eagles, which is always uh. a rivalry game. 
And let's just speak on the fact that the Dallas Cowboys swept every team in their division. Well, in the NFC East. Hats off to the Dallas Cowboys because that's hard to do. That's that's not easy to do. But this game right here, I mean, they won 56-21. I mean, 51-26. 51-26. I understand that. Uh, but the jury's still out on Dallas, man. <laughs> and early, early, I feel like Dallas going to the Super Bowl. You know, and, and Dallas will make you, they do that to you. Yeah. That they do it. I mean, I've been a fan for years that how you feeling good. And it's just like, you know what? Ain't no way. Yeah. There's no way we're going to make it. But Dak went 21 for 27, 295 and five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It makes me happy. <laughs> and if you look, look at the teams that's in the playoffs in the NFC and the AFC, just look at both sides of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. If you a Cowboy fan, let's let's speak in general because the Cowboys and the Eagles are going to the going to the playoffs. playoffs yeah. If you if you're any fan up here that's going to the to the playoffs, I don't care if you're a Bengal fan, Patriot fan, Bills fan, 49ers, it don't matter. If you're any fan team that's going to the playoffs, does any team really scare you? Green Bay is the only one. Green Bay, and they just got beat. I don't know if they played their starters. They did. Well, you're, they they did. A little you know, while. so I mean, you just yeah. you don't know. You hate. You, if There's I'm a no team, standalone team exactly. whatsoever. And and you hate for a team to go into the playoffs with a loss. The last game they played was a loss. Mm-hmm. And you played your starters if they played their starters. Like, I don't know if they played their starters, but to lose to the Lions the last <laughs> game of the season before going into the playoffs, I don't care if you got a bye week or not. I don't not. care what you got, right? That's a bad taste <laughs> in your mouth. <laughs> Which the, which the Packers did get the well, they got the bye bye. They got the bye. Mm-hmm. The but you know, so but speaking back on the Dallas Eagles game, obviously Zeke Elliott had one of his better days this year, this week. He eighteen carries for eighty seven yards. Uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's one of his better games. Yeah, right? it's insane. I, I don't I don't get it. But hey, it, it I, we can't knock him. I mean, get your money, dude. He rushed for right at a thousand yards, averaging four. Uh, was it four point two? And he had ten touchdowns. So it's not a bad it's not season. Not a bad season. Not a bad season. Just not for his check. Is it a bad season if it was sixteen games? Now take eighty seven one eighty seven yards away. He's not a thousand yard rusher. He's not a thousand yard rusher. How many touchdowns he had that game? Uh, Zeke had zero touchdowns. Okay, so, so that's he still had the same. Ten. Yeah, but he's, he's not, not a thousand yard rusher. rusher. You're right. Yeah. Didn't even think about that. <laughs> you know, but again, um, Wilson, which is the up and coming receiver for them, he had 119 yards receiving on five catches. Cooper had five for 79. CD Land, two for 45. You know, they lost uh, Gallup last week with the knee injury. So going into the playoffs, the receiving court is still solid still for the most solid. part. Wil- Wilson's been balling all year. All year because Gallup has been out. Yep. So he just literally is just like now he gets to take that mental thing off if I'm going to play or not. Yeah, you're playing, buddy. Yep. You ain't got no choice now. Now, former Pirate Gardner Minshew was quarterbacking for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. You know, So we always try to root for our former Pirates. But he was 19 for 33, 186, two touchdowns and an interception. Didn't have a great day, obviously. But they were competitive at the be- not the beginning of the game. They were competitive. In certain areas of the game, but <laughs> they really couldn't put it together all the way to, to outlast. I mean, Dallas scoring 21 points in the fourth quarter is an excellent way to go into the playoffs. That's true. That's an excellent way to go into the playoffs. That's so true. We'll see how that goes. I'm not going to speak on them saying, oh, it's just a lock. The 49ers have their ways of winning games somehow, so that's who they drew the first round, but we'll get to that. And not well, we'll talk about it when we get yeah, to, when we get when to we that, get we'll talk we'll about talk that about for it. sure. Jump into the Green Bay versus the Lions. Obviously, Green Bay lost. The score was 37 to 30, which I'm pretty sure anybody 
saw that that they were playing, probably wrote it off that Packers were going to win that game playing the Lions. But uh, what are your thoughts on that game, brother? Not so much about the Packers. I mean, like I said, the Packers, you hate to go into the playoffs losing. Regardless who you lose to, you don't want to lose to the Lions mm-hmm. going into the playoffs and you're playing everybody. So now you start to question yourself, okay, was this game a fluke game or there's some stuff we really need to work on that they just exploited us? So, But my hat go off to the Lions because even though the Lions record is what it is, they've been playing their butt off all year. Every game mm-hmm. they played in has been competitive. It's not like they just been getting blowed out of the water. So I'm, I'm thankful that they're playing well and they're still playing for Dan Campbell. I think that is why he survived Black Friday. And that's your guy, right? That's my guy. That's your guy. So I believe with Dan Campbell and the and the Lions, they're moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they play starters the entire game. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Jared Groff was 21 for 30, 238, two touchdowns. So he had a decent day. Had two 100-yard receivers, which is that, I don't even know how you say his name, but St. Brown, it's like. I know what you're talking about. You know, it's a weird name, yeah. but it was, it was cool to see him and his brother. You know his brother's name? No. It's even worse. I mean, he played <laughs> he played for the uh for the Packers, so it was cool to see them play against each other. But his name is Amon Amonra, which is A-M-O-N dash R-A St. Brown. That's the one that plays for the Lions. And then the brother, it his name was, let me see, what was it? It was Mm. St. Brown. Like, what is that? I, I, I don't know. What nationality is that? I, I, I know his, his brother name is Equanimous. Equanimous St. Brown. I, I, I don't even know. We got to do one of those breakdowns where you got to try to show you how to say the word. Is that, uh, what can I, like Trinidad? Is that what, like what type of, uh, if anybody know, comment on the World yeah, Podcast, yeah, please, and let you. us know what that last name is. Is it more of an island type last name? Like, where are they from? They, well, from looking at this now, they're, they're, the mother's German. Okay. You know, they, they got a good pedigree. I mean, the dad was a bodybuilder, uh, three-time Mr. World. Dang. <laughs> Which, I mean, I've never known this, you know. Uh, but the American German citizens. There we go. You know, something you learn something new every day. <laughs> you know, but uh, like I said, the the Lions win. They actually got, you know, the what they say, the GOAT, Barry Sanders. He spoke up and said, it's time to restore the roar. That's what mm-hmm. he said. And he okay. feels like they're trending in the right direction. Good. And obviously, he's around the program more than anybody. So maybe they're looking bright going into the offseason, beating a team that potentially could be the Super Bowl champion. True. Um, although, I mean, Aaron Rodgers threw 18 passes before checking out of the game, and then Jordan Love finished the game. But that's it wasn't a major win lose situation for Green Bay. They yeah. were they were fine. But let's move on to Indy versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars won twenty six to eleven. Get Wentz out of there. I've been trying to tell you. Get him out of there. I thought <laughs> I thought he was I thought he was ready for this opportunity. I thought he was ready. Um even the offensive coordinator, I don't think they ran the ball the way they're supposed to ran the ball either. But you, all you have to do is beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, which record is terrible. Awful, yeah. And you get beat by them the last game of the season, and that's how you get into the playoffs? Yeah, it was crazy. They don't deserve to get to the playoffs. Wentz was 17 for 29, 185. One touchdown, one interception. Taylor ran the ball 15 times for 77 That's not yards. enough rushing yards. That's not enough rushes. I mean, we were talking last week. We was like, you got to push to try to get this man to the 2,000-yard 2000, uh, mark, which obviously that wasn't the game plan. It's either that or they got behind and had to start throwing the rock. He ended the season with uh, 1,811 yards, 5.5 average, 18 touchdowns. You know, phenomenal oh. season. 
How do you get beat? I, I keep going back to how, <laughs> like, this is your opportunity to really start bringing that Colts vibe back from Peyton Manning when he was there and get to the playoffs. All you got to do is beat this team. You don't need help from nobody else. Right. Just beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's the perfect scenario for you if you're trying to get to the playoffs. Who else would you want to play last game of the season to get into the playoffs? The and, then you, and you drop the ball like that. Absolutely the team you would want to play. Come for on. sure would be the Jaguars. You know, Trevor Lawrence is 23 for 32, 223, two touchdowns. Uh, nobody really stood out running the ball for them. They ran it with two guys uh, mainly, which picked up 82 yards between the two, and then Lawrence ran 10 times for 17. So it was nothing spectacular. They didn't have like a standout receiver. Uh, Jones had seven receptions for 88 yards. Chenault Jr. has uh, five catches for 62. There was nothing really that stood out major. But then obviously when you always go down to the breakdown, that turnover situation, they threw an interception, went mm-hmm. through an interception, and they also lost the fumble. They were 4 for 12 on third down. Speaking of the coats here, mm-hmm. uh, they only had 13 first downs, and they were 2 for 5 on fourth down efficiency. So ultimately, you sit there and look at it, the turnovers, 2 for 5 on fourth down, that means there's three turnovers, three turnovers. on downs, mm-hmm. and then a fumble loss and interception. So that's five turnovers, essentially. Mm. So that would do it. I mean, the Jaguars controlled the clock. They out-possessioned them 33 minutes to 26 minutes. Um they ran more plays. They were more. They were fifty percent on third down. They had nineteen first downs, so it was in their favor. It's not a game that you expect the coach to lose, like you said. Yeah. But um, yeah, Wentz isn't the guy. Yeah, I Wentz don't think isn't he's the guy. guy. I he's think not. I think we want him to be that. I think he shows signs. I just don't think he's consistent enough to so be he, the guy. He's never been, and he stays hurt. Yep. So it is what it is, you know. But let's jump on down to the who we got: Tennessee Titans versus the Texans. Mm-hmm. Um. The the Tennessee Titans won the game twenty eight to twenty five. I mean that's all of, this right here. This this Tennessee team and shout out to Mike Vrabel, he's the man because you lose your best player early in the season. Well, I guess kind of say midway of the season. Yeah, and you continue because we've been talking about them like they kind of just flying on the radar, mm-hmm. but they just figuring a way to get it done. And now you get the number one seed mm-hmm. in the AFC. And guess who might be back. King Henry. Yeah, he might be back. He might so, be back. He might be back. So that's definitely going to help them out for sure. Uh, man, you have who, Ryan Tannehill, who we all said like he's never been that guy. He played a game as if he's been a guy like people should yeah. be talking about. He was 23 for 32, 287, four touchdowns. You can't argue that. You can't. I mean, like he he picked it up. And, I mean, obviously the Texans are never been the best team. I mean, uh their quarterback, 23 for 33, 301 for three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He had a phenomenal day. But obviously it goes back to the rushing thing. Uh, didn't really do much. Amendola has seven catches for 113. Uh, Burkhead, was his popular name, is three catches for 42. Mm-hmm. They didn't really do anything spectacular uh, over there for Houston. But, you know, when you sit there and look at it, Tennessee um, – Outrushed them 124 yards to 64. So they basically doubled the yards rushing. Mm-hmm. They had more first downs. They were eight for 13 on third down efficiency. Houston was only four for 11. That always makes a difference. Um, Tennessee had the ball from uh, what's with this? Everybody's played is 33 minutes to 26 minutes. It's three games in a row wow. where it's been 33 to 26 as far as minutes. So Tennessee had the ball more, more first downs, better third down efficiency, no turnovers. They gave up fewer sacks. So they find a way to win at the yep. end of the day. And for Tannehill to throw four touchdowns, nobody would have ever saw that coming. No. Not a chance. I mean, I, I know I wouldn't have. I mean, it, and it's a phenomenal day. He threw those to four different receivers. 
They finding a way, man. They're finding a way. But we'll see how it goes. I mean, and they got the first round by, so whoever they pick up in the divisional round, we'll see how that goes for them. But obviously, they're going in the right direction to be able to get this week off mm-hmm. to help them rehab Derrick Henry just a little bit more. Do you play him? You play him. You play him? Henry? You, you would play him. Shoot ya. Even if he's coming off an injury? It's a foot injury. What about it? Let him ride. If they clear him, let it go. We trying to get the Super Bowl. Trying to get Super Bowl. I ain't mad at You rest enough. Yeah, he's he's definitely had his (laughs) enough rest. Let's go. Let's go. It's time to go. (laughs) I I feel you on that. So let's jump to Pittsburgh and the Ravens. Pittsburgh won 16 to 13. Shout out to Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger. Um, What's the coach for Pittsburgh? Uh, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is the man. But I feel bad for the Ravens because everything the Ravens needed to happen (laughs) <laughs> to get into the playoffs happened, but them beating the Steelers. They lost the Steelers in overtime. So so the Ravens needed, they needed, um, where am I? They needed Indy to lose. They did. Which they did. They also needed, ah, um, oh, what was the other team they needed to lose? And they lost. Gosh, I can't remember. But whatever it was, it, everything, it def- everything they, needed, they played they in their favor. It. They needed to win that game, and they want to go and lose it. But to argue this, obviously Huntley was that quarterback. I mean, not saying that Huntley's a bad guy, but he threw those two interceptions. That hurt. That killed him. Sixteen for thirty-one, one forty-one, and two interceptions. And, and obviously, like we always say, that that's always going to kill you. Murray rushed sixteen times for one fifty, averaging nine point four per carry. Mm-hmm. Maybe should have gave it to him a little bit more. I don't know, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, Huntley also ran it 12 times for 72 yards. So, essentially, they competed. Those turnovers are always jump on you. And it's something we've always discussed. I mean, mm-hmm. it was three turnovers to one. And those three turnovers, when you sit there and look at them, the time that they came allowed the Steelers to stay into the game. And then they got that seven, that touchdown in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. to take it to overtime. I mean, the game was 3-3 three to three at halftime. It was nothing spectacular about the game as far no. as exciting-wise, as far as points being scored. But – like you said, Ben Roethlisberger, he outlasted. I mean, he was 30 for 44, 244 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. Rushing game was kind of mm, – wasn't really there. I mean, Harris ran it 11 times for 28 yards, averaging 2.5 a carry. Claypool, he ran it uh, – he's a receiver three times for 33, averaging 11. But nobody had over 60 yards receiving. Nobody did anything spectacular. It was just like who's going to have the ball last almost. Yeah. And that's basically what it went down to. It's a defensive struggle, if you want to call it. But I'm glad these guys are in the playoffs. What, truthfully, whether the Steelers made it or the Ravens made it, you always want one of those teams to be in the playoffs. Yeah, they'll you, surprise you, anybody. Yeah, exactly. And, and truthfully, you don't know who's going to be the the Cinderella team this year. You you don't know. One of these teams can be the Cinderella team. Yeah. Which I'm thinking it may be the Bengals. Man, would, they be, a Cinderella, out there. would they be a Cinderella team? I mean, the Bengals been flying under the radar. But they've been legit, though, the whole year. They've been legit, but they've been flying under. Yeah. And when you say it like that, I still feel like Tennessee almost still, even though they got the number one seed, is like the Cinderella team. <laughs> because they're not supposed to be here. True. They're not supposed to be there. So then let's jump down to the 49ers and the Rams, which I was lucky enough to actually attend this game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very what do you interesting. Think about it? What do you think? The stadium is phenomenal. Yeah. It's an outdoor indoor vibe mm-hmm. with a roof, but the ends are open. Yep. Um, it was funny because they on their big screen, you know, they got that big oval mm-hmm. screen in their stadium. 
they were throwing shade on everybody else's screen. Like they're literally putting it up there. Oh, this screen only has this many pixels and this one has this one. We got 11 million pixels. Wow. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like they were throwing so much shade. It was absolutely a 49ers home game at the Rams. That's crazy. There was more red in there than any parts of blue. And it's yeah. supposed to have been a blue out game. And I felt like there was, you never saw. Yeah. By any means, crowd noise, everything. You might as well have been a 49er. That's, That's just crazy. what it was. You know, it's interesting because it's the first game I've gone to during the whole COVID thing, obviously. But you have to have your vaccine card to get into it. Mm-hmm. You have to have an ID to go along with to prove it's you. And mm-hmm. they encourage you to keep your mask on the whole game. People weren't doing that, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and, and some of my favorite people to where there's drinks involved in a gathering are Spanish people. Okay. And there was a yeah. lot of Spanish people there. Yeah. And they having a good time. And they were having a good time. You yeah. hear me? I mean, they were knocking the brews back, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> high-fiving. And, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just an awesome experience to be around. But, you know, we got extra football. We were out there celebrating uh, um, my man Ed, Ed, uh, Fred Edwards' is his 50th birthday. So we went out there to celebrate his 50th birthday. He's a 49ers fan. So mm-hmm. I was in between. I didn't care who yeah. won. I was, but it was cool to watch the game and True. then to get extra football at the end. And Debo, Debo Samuel is the man. He the dog. He a dog, he bro. A, I mean, he is a problem, man. He yeah. threw the ball. He threw a touchdown pass. He rushed eight times for 45 yards. And then he still caught almost for 100 yards. He's a guy, if he rolls an ankle and gets a high ankle sprain and can't play, 49ers are Done. I believe that. You know, uh, it's over for him. If they don't have him, it's a wrap. That, and that's and, for sure. And to me, he is the reason, and the way they use him, he is the reason I feel like it is, it's going to be tough on the Cowboys when they play him because they use him so many ways in a lot of misdirection. It's going to slow the defense down mm-hmm. because they got they got some thinking to do now. You for know, sure. so I don't know. I think it's a good matchup between them and the Cowboys. Matt Stafford was 21 for 32, 238, three touchdowns. Those two interceptions is what helped. The 49ers stay in that because they were down 17 to zero. They was good. And you know, the crazy thing about it is I feel bad for the Saints as well because the Saints, all they had to do was beat Atlanta and they <laughs> beat Atlanta. And then they needed the Rams to beat the San Francisco 49ers and they was in. Mm, so yeah. so when you're looking at the score, like, dang, the Rams up 17-3. Like, Zilla, 17-0. You're yeah. just like, yeah, hey, we, we in. We might be Wrong. in. All of a sudden, here we go. <laughs> I said, so, I mean, ultimately, I mean, the the – the 49ers out total yards, they 449 to 265. They had 314 yards passing, 135 rushing to the Rams, 201 to, and 64 yards rushing. So third down efficiency, the Rams were 10 for 17. The 49ers were 9 for 14. Those turnovers were even. They're kind of a wash because they both turned it over uh, uh, two times apiece. And the sacks and were almost the same. Everything was kind of equal. But the way they jumped out on them, mm-hmm. you for sure thought that the Rams were about to walk away. Yep. And as soon as a little piece of momentum started to click, it was over, man. Like, it literally was the fans took over the stadium for the 49ers and, and cheering their team on and whatnot. And and Garoppolo, I was getting all type of text messages, Garoppolo, get on my nerves. But in all actuality, he had a decent day. He was 23 for 32, 316 yards of touchdown. Those two interceptions. But outside of that, they did their job, and they didn't even use Kittle like that. Kittle had five catches for 10 yards. You know what I mean? So going to the playoffs does make me nervous being that they drew the Cowboys, uh, me being a Cowboys fan. I didn't really want to see them. But to all of my 49er friends, kick rocks. Uh, <laughs> I hope you stump your toe on the edge of the dresser. <laughs> hope you step on a Lego and all of that. So we ain't friends this week. We'll be friends after that. But, you know, it was a good game to see and a good game to um, 
to experience in person and then to see how Los Angeles is treating the whole pandemic. You know, you couldn't even go into a restaurant without your vaccine card. You couldn't go. Wow. You couldn't go to a, there was a concert down there. You couldn't go into that. Everything that you wanted to go into, there was a decent crowd. You had to have a vaccination. Wow. But I, I guess, I mean, how does that affect the Super Bowl when it's supposed to be down there this year? Better get there early. Everything. Get there early. You have to get to everything early. And, you know, and I think it's literally forcing everybody to get vaccinated in L.A. Yeah. If you want to have a social life, you have no choice but to be vaccinated. So uh, flexing their muscle a little bit down in the government is. But, all right, we got the Pats versus Miami. Miami won 33 to 24. This, to me, forget the game. This, I'm not a coach. This is strictly what happened on what? What do they call it? Black Friday? What is it? Not Black Friday, but. When you fired all the coaches. Monday. Black Monday, whatever yeah. you call it. It's messed up that the Miami Dolphins fired their coach. This guy was 10 and 6 last year. This year, they started out 1 and 7, mm-hmm. but then they win seven games in a row, and then they win eight of their last nine games to finish the season, nine and, and you sweep the Patriots. And you sweep the Patriots. How do you fire him? I'm going to tell you the exact same thing what I said when. When the Carolina Panthers brought back Cam Newton and they put him as a starter, the Dolphins are going to get everything they deserve for doing this. It kind of reminds you of ECU and Coach Ruff situation. Yes. What what premises do you do you have to fire him after he's get the team going in the right direction? Yes. If you did anything, you pissed off players who wanted to show that they finally reached where they need to be exactly. and to bring it back to next year. Like. A team, I don't know if, if anybody know about the NFL. You know how hard it is to win seven games in a row after starting one and seven? That means you got to believe in something and somebody. Mm-hmm. You got to believe in yourself. You got to believe in your team. You got to believe in what your coach is telling you. You got to be willing to still play for your coach mm-hmm. in order to turn a season around like that. And you don't fire a coach when your players are playing for him that hard to do that. And you was just 10-6 and six last year. And you swept the Patriots. How do you fire him? Swept the Patriots. You swept the Patriots. <laughs> you got to keep him. You got to keep him. Everything about that says we're going in the right direction. Yeah. Everything. And I don't know. I have no clue. I mean, and they had a lot of injuries. Uh, they were questionable at the quarterback at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. which they drafted him. So at the end of the day, they, they're going to reap what they sow ultimately. I really feel like it's a bad firing for sure. I mean, looking at the numbers of the game, Tua. I'm not even going to tend to say his last name. Everybody know it. It's 15 for 22, 109 yards and a touchdown. Johnson rushed 25 times for 117 yards. You know, you look over to Patriots, Jones was 20 for 30 for 261, a touchdown interception. We speak on turnovers, which that always hurts. Uh, nobody really stood out rushing game or receiving. It was kind of even across the board, man. If you look at the game, it's, it's the rushing yards ultimately – the time of possession in the rushing yards was did it. It's 33 minutes to 26 minutes again. Maybe that's a number we need to play. Uh, uh, you, you know what? You're right. You're right. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, so I mean, you break it down. I mean, they rushed for 195. We always said whoever gets closest to 200 yards rushing normally wins the game. And the Dolphins did. They won 33 to 24. They were 50% on third down efficiency as well as the Patriots. Uh, Dolphins ran more plays and the Patriots turned it over three times to zero times. So, we already go turnovers and time of possession yep. and rushing yards is ultimately what was the decision deciding factor. And the fact that you have been able to establish a run game mm-hmm. against a stingy defense in the Patriots and you swept the Patriots mm-hmm. and you finished with a winning record, although you didn't get to the playoffs. Maybe that's why they fired because they didn't make the playoffs. I don't know. But it was still a terrible firing. And I, and I know that coach will land on his feet for sure. Yeah. Uh, and don't feel bad for these guys because they're. 
millionaires or they made a bunch of money, however you want to look at it. But I feel like they're going to go backwards. They're yeah, going backwards they're after going backwards. that one. You know, and then now you jump to the Saints in Atlanta. We were speaking on the Saints needed a little help to get into the playoffs. They did their part in this game by beating the Falcons 30 to 20. But obviously the Rams losing uh, eliminated them from playoff contention. So uh, was there anything about that game that stood out to you? N- nothing. Only only reason I put that up there and to talk about this game, because for one, the Saints or Atlanta, they didn't make the playoffs. Uh, but the only reason I put it up there because the Saints did their job. But, you know, <laughs> the what you call it, they, they did their job as well. San Fran did their job as well. You do know, you so. think the Saints move forward? What do they do with quarterback situation now? Uh, I it all depends on how they feel about Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. If they feel like Jameis Winston is their guy, they see they saw enough of him mm-hmm. before he got injured that okay, we can move forward there. I think you you rest on Jameis Winston. I think Jameis Winston is the guy. Mm-hmm. Because you think he didn't put up tons of numbers when he was with another team. But I think he is the guy. It's not so much about the quarterback position. They gotta get some receivers. And not only receivers, but this year it was just kind of a wash. It was so many injuries, so mm-hmm. many injuries, so many COVID protocols to where, like I said before, they had at one point they had nine coaches that couldn't make the game right. because of COVID. The head coach one game couldn't make the game because of COVID, and they still won that game. You know, so it was just a lot of stuff going on with the Saints this year. Uh, to me, this year you can't hang your hat on or – how the Saints did. You can't hang your you hat on it. You can't just say they're just a bad team. They yeah. had a lot of variables and, and exactly. obstacles to get over, for and then sure. They, almost, they still almost got into the playoffs. I mean, they finished 9-8, and eight, and like I said, they just needed a little help, and they yep. thought they had it, but they clearly they, the Rams folded up at the end of the game. What about the Falcons moving forward, Matt Ryan? Man, I think the Falcons just need – they need to revamp their whole team. Getting rid of Julio wasn't smart. I don't care what nobody said. You have I, to keep Julio. I think you got to keep Matt Ryan. I think you got to keep him. I think you just got to keep building around. Who else you gonna go? Who else you gonna get? Does Marcus Mariota ever get a chance to be a starting quarterback again? No. Hey, you just gonna do him like that, huh? He don't get a chance. And I mean, when you, yeah, he, man, you don't think so? Who gonna give him a chance? I, I mean, he, he'll he'll have a chance going into training camp, and he's battling one two. That yeah. battle, but hey, I don't think he'll ever be a starter again. He probably still need a, a injury to help him out. Yeah, but uh, you know, but you know, you go to that game, Raiders Chargers. It was an overtime victory. Um, the Raiders won thirty five to thirty two. And the only reason I say about Marcus Mariota is because he got into the game and he ran the ball one time for a big first down, and that's mm-hmm. what it made me think of him. But uh, was there anything about that game that stood out? Did you did you watch that game you know, with the Raiders? So the Raiders actually. So if the Ra- if they would have tied, the Raiders and the Chargers, if they tied, both teams would have got into the playoffs. Right. The uh the Steelers wouldn't got in. So the Raiders had the ball, and the Raiders was just about to they was gonna run the clock out. And tie and, and, and they, just tie it. Okay, we still going to the playoffs. And the coach called a timeout. Coach called a timeout and the Raiders, they I mean, they then they drove, got the first down. Okay, we're gonna kick the field goal now. Yeah. But they was about to run the clock out. Guess how many? Times Herbert threw the ball. How many? I want you to just. I'm gonna give you three guesses. Thirty, more. Forty, more. Fifty, more. Get out of here. What was it? Sixty-four times. You serious? <laughs> it was thirty-four for sixty-four, for three eighty-three, three touchdowns and interception. I'm gonna tell you something though. Truthfully, 
every team that that's in the playoffs right now, especially in the in the AFC, they better be glad that they didn't tie. Because I'm not trying to see Herbert in the playoffs. He's like that. As a fan, you want to see him. Mm-hmm. But as a team, as an opposing team, you don't want to see the Chargers in the playoffs because of what he can do. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to be the man. He already demanded me. Mm-hmm. But he's going to be that Hall of Fame type quarterback when, he, when, his, when his career is done. We have a solid future of good quarterbacking yes. going on. Because you have Herbert. You have Allen with Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Mahomes is still young. Dak is decently young. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Those are some two us showing up. You got Murray. You, you got Tyler, uh, Kyler Murray. You have Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. We have some good quarterbacks. And then, the, you know, the, the the jury's still out on the Jets guy. Uh, uh, I think the jury's going to stay out on him. <laughs> he got to leave New York. <laughs> he got to get out of New York. He got to get out of New York for sure. <laughs> but then you got the Patriots quarterback. That's what I was about to say. You got yeah. Matt Jones. Yep. There's a lot of talented quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Jackson's still here. I ain't even thinking about him. All these guys are fairly True. young. Your old heads are. I'm ready to see Deshaun Watson come back. Then you got Deshaun, you know. Where he going to land? That's the question. That's a good question. It's going to be someplace un- undesirable for him. You think so? I mean, who else is going to take a chance? Ah, oh, shucks. I'm taking a chance if I need a quarterback. I mean, we got to get everything cleared first. Has I don't necessarily know what his charges and all of that stuff with that legal matter. So from my understanding, if I'm lying, I'm lying behind what I've heard. Mm-hmm. From my understanding, all these females that had these allegations out there are dropping. They're dropping. So from my understanding, they don't have anybody else that's really trying to press charges on them. Mm-hmm. You know, from my understanding, except I'm lying, I'm lying from what I heard. But uh, and from my understanding, one of the, I want to say his lawyer said something about, OK, let's just pay these people off to kind of get them out of our hair. And he was like, no, I'm not paying nobody off. If I didn't do these things. And I get that. Yeah, I get that. So I don't know, dude. Would I go out on a limb and say, well, you know, the Texans had something to do with this? I'm not going to say that about them. Right. All I'm saying is all these allegations didn't come up until he was ready trying to leave the Texans. Then all this popped up. Then all this stuff popped up. You know, so I don't know. I don't know. But it, to me right now, because he, he's making money and he's not even practicing. Mm-hmm. He still go to the facility. But He's just in the meeting rooms, and he's still getting paid his whole paycheck. So he's basically helping out as a coach. He's just chilling. They're looking to trade him. They said they have a target date of March 16th to trade him, Mm -hmm. which, you know, you have pictures all over the Internet. They show him in a Browns uniform, which makes us think about the the Baker Mayfield situation, which we've kind of decided I guess he's probably not the guy for them. Mm -mm. But then again, he played with a torn labrum in his off shoulder. I tore my labrum. It is very painful to do anything with that. Mm -hmm. So – that might have hindered his play. Then you had Odell Beckham leaving. Mm-hmm. That might have hurt him a little bit. I mean, they won't throw the ball to him anyway. Yeah, that's true. I'm kind of glad he's with the Rams. But yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens with Deshaun. I, I mean, he's like the he's kind of like an old head now in the league. I mean, he's not, yeah. but he's the you know with the group that you have. Mm-hmm. I hope Gardner Minshew lands somewhere as a starter again, uh, or gets his opportunity. But we'll see. We will definitely see. <sighs> Okay. <laughs> He's better than Wentz. No, I'm not hating on that. I just think <laughs> I think Minshew, Minshew is going to be one of those guys that. Fitzpatrick-ish. A Fitzpatrick. Yeah, a, he's yeah, he's going to be one of those guys. He's, yeah. he's just going to be one of those guys that, you know, he's 
He's a good quarterback, but the road always going to be hard for him. And that's fine. And that's fine. I was one of those guys. I know a lot of people, some of those guys that, you know, everything just don't fall in your lap. It's, it's a hard road regardless, you mm-hmm. know. And so I think that is going to be his M.O. It's just going to – is he going to start again somewhere? I think he will start somewhere, but I don't know if it's just going to be straight out the box. Yeah, it might have to have an injury or injury something like that. Kind of like what's happening now with him. But he's always going to be solid, just like yeah. Fitzpatrick. He's solid. You no, know, another quarterback that stuck around for a long time, Chase Dan. You remember Chase Dan? I remember Chase. He's still around. So let me tell you all a quick story. This ain't story time. We're going to get to story time. <laughs> so when I was in uh, Kansas City, mm-hmm. right, Chase came in. Chase, Chase played at Missouri. Yep. He was number 10 at Missouri. Mm-hmm. So when he got to Kansas City, you know, this is my this is my fifth year in Kansas City. Team captain two years in a row. Right. So he get there and he want my number. Chase ain't getting you my number. <laughs> like you gotta pay the play, you want my number. Yeah. So he wrote me a twenty five thousand dollar check and he supposed to gave me some it was some headphones I supposed to have. I think he was sponsored by Monster or something like that. So it was some monster headphones as well. I never got the headphones, but I did get the check, and he did get the jersey. <laughs> and then I got released. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You said you weren't worried about them headphones. I won't worry about them no more. <laughs> but I did. So I switched from number 10 to number 15, mm-hmm. my last year in Kansas City. And then, like I said, after, after I got released in my 10th year, uh yeah, hey, it's already been deposited. It's already bro. done. It's already deposited. It's you over got it. <laughs> Dang, Chase. But that's why he's sticking around trying to recoup that 25. <laughs> that's crazy. But looking at the playoff picture, we got the Raiders at the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Who do you think wins that game? Man, I think I'm going Bengals. I'm going Bengals as well. Yeah. As much as I would like to see, there's a pirate on the Bengals as well, offensive lineman. Um, yeah. Deontay Smith, Smith yep. yeah, offensive lineman for them. And then we got Zay Jones for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So both those teams rooting for both of you because you got Pirates. So you got the Patriots at the Bills. What do you think? Bills. I'm 50-50 on that. I believe the weather doesn't affect neither team. They're both used to that. So I, I'm kind of a toss-up. Uh, I think the Bills just a better team than the Patriots. Bills Mafia representing. So the, we'll see how that goes. Eagles and the Bucks. Eagles. Of course. What? Uh, Hold on. Let me back up. You taking the Eagles over the Bucks? Eagles. All right. You want to double nothing this breakfast I ain't got yet? Nah, I ain't betting on them. You sure? But I'm just going to take the Eagles. All right. I ain't betting against Brady. I'm not Uh, betting against Brady, but I I still think the Eagles are going to win it. All right. I hear you. 49ers at Cowboys. You better say the right thing. 49ers. Oh, my goodness, y'all. 49ers. (laughs) Our friendship just went all out the window. I think y'all going to struggle. You know what? I can see the struggle, but I feel like we're still going to win. But I would not be surprised Mm -hmm. if we didn't. Would not be surprised. Can we get out of the first round? Can y'all? Can we? I don't know. (laughs) It's a great question. Can y'all? I don't know. I'm going to definitely be in in attendance. I'm not in attendance, but I'm definitely going to be watching. Now you got the Steelers (laughs) at the Chiefs. Who you got? Chiefs. Yeah, I I think that's a landside victory. But... Big Ben, is this his last game? Does he miraculously throw for 400? I think Big Ben does his thing, but I don't think the defense can hold the Chiefs. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Now you have the Cards at the Rams. It's be a great game, but I think the Rams beat them by three touchdowns. Jesus. 
The Cardinals, they just lost again. I ain't, uh, I ain't, look, I ain't even put that stuff on the board. Because they didn't deserve it. They yeah. deserved to be on there. I but mean, I, I think again. the Rams are all right. You said the Rams going to win, right? Yeah, the Rams going to yeah, win. Okay, I agree with you that. Rams going to win for yeah. sure. So that's the playoff picture. Raiders at Bengals. Patriots at Bills, Eagles at Bucks, 49ers at Cowboys, go Cowboys, Steelers at Chiefs, and Cardinals at the Rams. And then who we got the buys? Tennessee has the buy, and the Packers have the buy. Yep. So we'll see how that plays out. Now, we're going to jump to the Premier Sports Academy question of the day, which if you have a child or you just want to get better – Come bring your kids to Premier Sports Academy and get trained up by by a young man that I well, he ain't that much younger. He ain't, he ain't young no more. Got a little gray in his beard. Got a whole but, lot uh, of gray. <laughs> but come get yourself trained up by Mr. Teacoff himself and get you right. So we have a three part question of the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna start with the first one. Who is this from? I uh, forgot. I forgot his name. Oh, RJ, RJ. RJ Sims. What's up, RJ? RJ Sims. Appreciate you sending a question via email. Uh, RJ sent a question. Says, "What do pro athletes think about fantasy football?" So, if I can answer this question, well, I uh, hope so. You're more of a pro than I was. To give you a just flat out answer, we don't really care about fantasy football. To be honest with you, RJ, yeah. we can't even play fantasy football. So. You know, all we hear is when the fans like if we're out somewhere, if you had a good game, good game, T-Cop, you got me such and such points. Right. All right, bro. That's that's what it is. But besides that, you know, we don't really care about fantasy football because we can't play it. Right, right, right. We can't play it. It's a it's a it's illegal for us to play it. So we don't really care, but we understand it's a big deal. We do understand it's a big deal, and we do understand that fans get on us if we have bad right, games because right. of their fantasy points. You know, so but we don't really. It's not a real big deal to I us. I think with that, it, it, that that video keeps popping up with Steve Smith at practice. Um, he's out of the league at this time. He's at a mm-hmm. Panthers practice, and he's talking to Cam Newton about starting DJ Moore, who was a receiver. Mm-hmm. But he was doing it while DJ Moore was standing like kind of aside. He was like, "Man, do I start him or not? Like, what do you do?" <laughs> it's an honest question. And Cam comes in, and is like, "Man, this is inside of trading, so I don't need you to, to, to snitch on me or whatnot." <laughs> but I think you should start him while DJ Moore is standing there as a rookie, yeah. grinning like, "Man, they really doing it." So I mean, that, that has to be a surreal thing to actually be mentioned to be in somebody's fantasy team. For real, it has to be a good thing. I know when I played it, I know I had drafted you before, and I drafted. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Chris Johnson and mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I did a whole pirate thing trying yeah. to get those guys on the team. So I didn't win that year. Just want to let y'all know. So all you guys owe me about twenty bucks for. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to do it next year. Yeah, like I'm going to do it like for real. We're getting a real, real league. Where How about we trade a pod, the the War Room Podcast uh, Fantasy Football League? I guess we could do it too. Yeah, but I'm also getting into another league, like a for real league. What, what's the buy in? I think like a rack. Oh, don't well, you, tell. Look, you don't be say that too out. loud. Yeah, don't you gotta be stressed out. Don't yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's a rack. <laughs> you gotta be stressed out. Boy. Look, be, look once, Do you know how it works? That's the thing. I kind of understand a little bit, but I got to get some more mm-hmm. understanding of it. But okay. if I'm putting a rack up to play. Oh, I'm about to be so focused. I'm gonna treat this thing like I'm still in the league. So you're GM now. Oh yeah. You gotta be stressed out. I'm you gotta focused. look at you if you can host the draft at the Premier Sports Academy. Do a I, live draft. I think everybody is kind of spread, oh, spread out. out. Okay, so yeah. you can't. Okay, but it is a fun thing to do. Matter yeah. of fact, I, you should use this place for someone to be able to do um, 
their draft at. That'd be pretty cool. That and have cool. you sit here and kind of delegate. You'd be the, the commissioner. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. But the next question, the second part of this question is, how do you get ready to play on Sunday after going out, <laughs> drinking and partying from the weekend? And when we say the weekend, that's really Friday night. Friday night. Friday night because Saturday's a walkthrough. Yeah. So it's uh, normally if you're the home team. Mm-hmm. So how do you get ready? So, of course, you have – so if you play on Sunday – Monday, you come in and you watch film uh, and get some conditioning and get the lactic acid out. Tuesday is our day off. Wednesday is a hard practice. Thursday is nickel practice. Uh, Friday is red. Nickel practice. Nickel practice is a lot of three wide, four wide. It's a lot of passing. Mm -hmm. And nickel is is basically for the defense. You had that. Take a linebacker out, put another DB in. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of passing on Thursday. Wednesday is a lot of play action game. Uh, and a lot of run game gotcha. on Wednesday. Thursday is, is heavy throw day on Thursday. Fridays is red zone, short yardage, goal line, and we have a little bit of two minute at the end of the practice. So mm-hmm. Friday practice is a little lighter practice because you don't have that far to run because it's red zone, right. goal line, right. short yardage. Uh, so after Friday practice, that's when you usually go out. You go to the clubs. Uh, you go to a lounge. If you if you're a strip club guy, you, you just go. Friday is the party night. Mm-hmm. If you're a player, if you into that type of thing, so the way you recover from that Friday is the fact, like you said, Saturday is a walkthrough, right? So so after Friday, especially if you drunk heavily, you're gonna come in early Friday anyway. You just get in the hot tub, cold tub, or get in the sauna to kind of sweat it out. On Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Try to try to sweat it out. Then go out there for walkthrough. Walkthrough is literally a walkthrough. You got a hat on, your jersey on, some shoe, regular shoes on. You can have jeans on. It's it's a really walkthrough. Mm-hmm. You know, and so Saturday, you don't do anything but just to walk through and or you get on the plane and you fly wherever you're going. So if you're on the plane, you're probably sleeping it off as well. Uh, but you recover. And then Sunday, of course, you're ready to play. But Saturday is really your recovery day. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, it's not bad. Going back to college days. Mm-hmm. Did you go out after the games? Man, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell y'all something now. College? I don't even know how I did this stuff in college. Uh, and you probably got some stories as well. But in college, man, it was times where I was out. And we out all night long. And we getting up. Still with our clothes we had on the night before going to winter workouts. Yes, sir. Throwing up. And you can smell it. And you can <laughs> smell it. <laughs> You can smell like it, you ain't man. even been to sleep. You going straight from wherever you've been doing to straight to the workouts. Five, seven, five, six, five, five, seven, yeah. Yeah. Biggie, I don't know how I did that, Biggie. How uh, you do it? Because I already know you done it. Ho, ho, ho. Back up. <laughs> back up. I, I didn't go out as much as you. Okay. I, you know, what I was was I was a DD for most okay. cases. Okay. And... This was my motto, which is kind of embarrassing to say, but I was going to let you guys buy all the girls their drinks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to capitalize at the end of the day. <laughs> That's just, that was my whole that MO. Was your whole MO okay. I had a decent looking car out of everybody on the team. Uh-huh. You know, and I would drive down there and I would just do the let out. Mm-hmm. I go down there for the let out. Yeah. And, and that's pretty much where I was there. The only time, other times I really went was when I hosted a recruit and we would take them out yep. or whatnot. I was a victim of. And let me explain something. The, the skill guys, the receivers and DBs, mm-hmm. the biggest party animals on the team. Mm-hmm. 
and defensive guys. Linebackers. Big, yeah, defensive guys yeah. were the biggest partners on the team, I would say. And the linebacking core, I'm not going to say their names, mm-hmm. but uh, getting a tussle, mm-hmm. which I don't know why people will always pick fights with football guys. No clue why you would do that. Battle. We have too many of yeah, us. Yeah, you're not going to win that battle. There's too many of us. Well, ultimately, it got to the point where we, I guess, whooped so much behind down there <laughs> that people just started blaming fights on the team, and we weren't even allowed to go down there. But there's one particular time where these guys had to stand at the 50. We all got the call. Mm-hmm. Be to the field by this time on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Because you guys don't know how to act when you guys go out. You want to be out acting an ass, but we're going to show y'all who's the real asshole. It's basically yeah. what the message was from the coaching staff. So we had to be to the field. Boom, there. And again, mm-hmm. just like the winter condition thing you said, there were so many guys that literally came out to the locker room with their club clothes on yeah. for the night before. <laughs> and we ran around the, field, the game field for three hours. While the guys that got blamed for the issue stood at the 50 for three hours and watched us run. Wow. And my room at the time was Rich Moten. And I know he went out partying. <laughs> and he's literally laughing me, talking about, come on, big fella, running past me. I'm about to die. Yeah. Like most of the big dudes are. That uh-huh. back's starting to lock up on us. It's a wrap. So we, <laughs> we got that ugly run going on. And this dude is out there having a ball. Like all these little dudes that were out partying that we know were the biggest drinkers, yep. the biggest partiers. They were just out there just, oh, I'm glad to be running today. Like, they literally were like deer running around the field, happy, and all those linemen who none of us went out were yeah. in trouble. We're all out there dying, <laughs> you know. But that's just, I mean, we got off subject. Third part of the question, which is, a, which is a doozy. Here we go. How does sex affect your performance when you're playing or training? You know, and the okay. example is like, you know, military people, they're training, and then also football, you're training, or just physically training. How does it affect you? So... This question, so you got to think about it, especially in the military. So in certain instances, when it comes to certain missions, people in the military have to do, they can't have sex for days or for weeks because testosterone, because they lose testosterone Mm -hmm. and they want them to be aggressively ready to play Mm -hmm. or ready for the mission. Right. right. Uh, They don't want them too relaxed, you know, because of course, when if you're having sex and release, it's a, you relax and you and you lose testosterone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in military wise, they don't want them to. They want you to be on edge at all times. Right. And of course, you're in the military. You need to be on edge at all mm-hmm. times. But for football wise, so when I played, I forgot what team I was on. Um, the way you the way sex affects your performance don't really affect it unless and this is the reason why we stay in hotels the night before games mm-hmm. uh even if it's a home game you still stay in hotels because it's not and what the lady was saying is not the fact about you having sex that is going to have you tired uh, because you lose testosterone and stuff like that it's not the actual act of having sex because you recover from sex let's say you run a 40 yard dash mm-hmm. The amount of time it takes you to start recovering from running maybe one or two 40-yard dashes is basically how they kind of explained it when it comes to having sex. After you finish having sex, you're going to recover from it quickly. It's not like you have sex and you just down, down. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You ain't recovering from it. It's not like that. But they say it's the, it's not the act of having sex, but it is the, the method to having sex. <laughs> And what that is, that means you out all night clubbing, trying to have sex or looking for somebody to have sex with. Or even if you're married or you have a girlfriend, 
you don't know what somebody's sex life is. They might have a wild sex life and they actually up sexing all night long. Right, right. So, and now you're not getting your proper sleep before the day of the game. So that is the biggest reason why, and plus you don't want to make it in trouble. We're just talking about the sex part of it. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest reason why you stay in hotels the night before the game, even if it's a home game, to kind of get you away from any of those potential Exactly. That you're going to lose Distractions that they said. Distractions. Exactly. That you lose yeah. sleep over. So that is, you that remember, is how sex performs. Remember camp sex. days? <laughs> remember camp days? I remember where, camp days. You know, with the, uh, at certain point, and I'm only going to speak from, I'm, I'm going to speak from the college days where every single female trainer became the prettiest woman in the world about week Two or three. We call it camp goggles. Yeah, the camp goggles. Camp goggles. Yeah. Everybody look good when you're in camp. Everybody. They call it camp goggles. <laughs> See, she, she is gorgeous. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you get locked up, man. So speaking of camp, they used to take you. They used to put you in a either a dorm isolated from everybody or in a hotel isolated from everybody, mm-hmm. and they take your car keys. So that's basically what camp goggles was formed because literally it was football guys, coaches, strength coaches. And athletic trainers is pretty much all it was. That was it. I used to feel bad for the female athletic trainers because they somebody's gonna say something. Oh, and and they gonna get crazy looks. Yeah, they they just gonna get stared at. <laughs> like it had to be absolutely uncomfortable. But I felt like you know you know Mike Hanley did a really good job of preparing his people for that. It's yeah. like, hey, you gotta understand these guys are gonna do this. It's not right, but mm-hmm. it, it's it, it is what it is. And and it's not to the point to where it's like sexual harassment, any type of thing no, like it's that. It's not that whatsoever. But you're gonna you're gonna get stares because guys are just around each other the entire time. No other females are around, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, okay. You might get looked at a few seconds longer yeah, than what sure. you usually you, would. You might get an up and a down and a down and an up and maybe a left and a right. You're going to get all of that. You know what I mean? So, you know, so anybody that I ever done that to, I apologize exactly. if I made you feel uncomfortable. I don't feel like I did, but I'm pretty sure there's a strong chance that I did do it. It's camp goggles. Camp goggles. But, you know, that's it on that. Uh, we got a little story. We have stories in that, and we answered the question. So how about yeah. that? You know? so, but let's jump to this college football thing. You had Bama versus Georgia for the national championship where Georgia got the monkey off their back after 41 years and got some get back against Bama. Also, the head coach for Georgia used to work underneath Saban over there at Alabama, and it's the first time he's beat him. That's what I'm talking about. Even though I was going for Bama, mm-hmm. but – my hat goes off to Georgia, man, because I didn't think Georgia was going to beat Alabama this time. I didn't think it. And that game was so long last night. I was looking at this game. I'm like, yo, this game long. <laughs> but it was a good game. Like, the entire game was a good game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was action-packed. But, you know, to sit here and say they scored that many points as they did, I didn't see that happen after that first quarter, second quarter mm-hmm. situation. You didn't see that many points going on the board for Georgia. But the pick six, yep. the, the other turnovers. The mm-hmm. It was exciting to see the knee, the injury. That number six for Bama had a bad day. I can't remember his name. Uh, it was a corner. He had a rough day. He did. Uh, but I'm glad to see somebody beat Bama. Yeah. You know, I can only imagine what that game is going to be like when they play next year at their on the schedule or they get back to the SEC championship or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. But it definitely helps Georgia as far as the recruiting uh, going into next year, be able to recruit some players away from Bama. Away from Bama. It's definitely going to help them yeah. out. So Georgia might have turned – a stone here and might be able to uh, stay at the top of the SEC for the next couple of years. We'll see how that goes. You know, and let's jump down to um, East Carolina University, which is obviously our school. Uh, 
we have two players that decide to leave and enter the NFL draft, which one is Jaquan McMillan, the All-American cornerback, and uh, little bitty playmaking Tyler Sneed, the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about these guys deciding to go pro? You know what? We was kind of talking about it off air, and I'm not mad at either one of them leaving. Right. You know, I think Tyler Sneed, like I said, played four years already. Uh, I think he is an NFL caliber quarterback. I mean, quarter, not quarterback, receiver. Not necessarily when it comes to stature-wise. Oh, definitely His not. size, maybe not, but his game speaks for itself. And the type of player he is, he can have a long, he can have longevity because he's one of those, those slot players that if you go to the Patriots or one of them type offenses, and you, he's a lot like a Wes Walker mm-hmm. or a little Wayne Krabet. He's every Caucasian white receiver. Go ahead and just say it. All right? I guess you could say that. <laughs> you could say Especially that. Especially play the slot because if he's that guy, who was the guy? Brandon Stokely. Brandon Stokely. We were just and naming Nandola. them all. And, it, and it's like, just like they were, there thinking, was white receivers. And in we're the slot. not saying that just because he's a white guy. No. Nah. By no means. We're saying this is that the people that fit his mold happen to be white happen guys. Happen to be white guys that play the slot. And mm-hmm. they and he's very bouncy. He's very shifty. Those type of guys are hard to cover in the slot in the mm-hmm. NFL. They're so hard to cover. That's why you have guys like uh Wes Walker, Anlando, Amadola, they might not Decker, be Stokely, Decker, so, yeah, yeah. They might not be uh, Pro Bowl type players, but they have a lot of value with them, yeah, and they, they play for a long time. They're gonna help they, you win. Yes, they're gonna so help you win. I'm fine with Tyler Sneed leaving. Uh, with 21, I call him 21. What's his name? McMillan. Jaquan McMillan. If you're gonna leave, if you're gonna leave, not saying that. Oh, I wanted him to leave this year. I'm not saying that. But he was he is the number two ranked defensive back when it comes to score wise, mm-hmm. when it comes to grading in the country, next to a, a cornerback from Auburn. Mm-hmm. Auburn, the cornerback from Auburn is number one. McMillan is number two. Right. So if you're gonna leave, this is the he's all American. Yeah, he's all American. Go ahead and go get your go attempt to get your bread, bro. Exactly. So if you're gonna leave, then I mean, I guess this is the perfect time for you to leave. He just got to make sure when he do the combine, his his numbers need to be good. Mm-hmm. His forty need to good have a fast forty because at the end of the day, if you're not gonna run a slow forty, they're not gonna feel like you can stay in phase with the receivers in the NFL, and they, you might not get drafted or might get drafted lower. Low, low, yeah. Yeah. So. He got. He just got to go out and run a good forty and just do what he do. But his film is going to speak for itself. He did his film. Speaking of Tyler Sneed, his career stats: mm-hmm. he had two hundred and one receptions, caught for two thousand three hundred seventy four yards, averaging eleven point eight per catch and eighteen touchdowns. You know, and I actually thought he had a bad year this year, but in all actuality, he had the most receptions he's had and mm-hmm. the most yards, just only four touchdowns. So he's wow. done his job. You yeah. know what I mean? I know off air, I was like, maybe he's afraid of diminishing. And then first thing that popped in my mind when I saw it, I was like, he doesn't believe in Hope Naylor's. <laughs> you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. then again, Hope Naylor's been the guy that's been giving him the ball the last four years. So True. that's basically made him somewhat, not say made him what he is, but mm-hmm. they helped each other out a lot. True. Yeah. You know, so I wish him the best uh, and hope it works out. He's 5'7", 170 pounds. How yeah. much does that affect him? What do you think? I, I just think when it comes to a guy of his size – of course, I don't know if he'll get drafted. I don't know. I'm not saying he won't. I'm not saying he will. But he's going to get an opportunity to play somewhere because not only is he a good slot receiver, he can also return kicks and punts. And he's proven he can take them back to the house because he's, he's done de- it. He's definitely done it. He's done it. You know, so that is going to be his value on the team is special teams first. Mm-hmm. 
if he kill it at special teams first, he will get an opportunity to play his position, the receiver position. But he has to understand, everybody has to understand, unless you get drafted first, second, second round, you got to be able to play special teams. Yeah. If you can't play special teams and you're not drafted or you're not drafted early, you might not make a team. You got to be able to play special teams. That transitions to almost every level. Yeah. That's every level. Yep. Jaquan McMillan's numbers, I mean, he started 27 games, played in 33, had 12 picks in three years, um, 127 total tackles in three years. So, I mean, he had a solid career. So, I've, I feel like it's time for him to, like you said, go. Now, he's only 5'9". I thought he was a little taller than that. Does mm-hmm. you think that affect him as far as a corner in the NFL? I think I think size, how much he weigh? 161 is what this reads. He got to be a little heavier than that. He got to be heavier than 161. He got to at least be 175, he look, 180. He look heavier He looks than that. heavier than that. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. It depends on how much he's going and weighing in because they, they got to still – NFL scouts going to wonder, can he tackle these running backs? Right. Is he – not necessarily – I think you can guard receivers because he – He's shown that he can guard some big time receivers. Even in games where he, yeah. even in games he even got beat, he was still there to make the play. But the receiver just made the play, made like a great catch or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be a good cover corner, but he have to be able to hold up when it comes to tackling. Yeah, he should be attacking everybody but Derrick Henry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that big rascal. But, you know, wish these guys the best, man. I hope that everything plays out for him and we get more pirates in the pros. So, you know, that's pretty much it for today's show, T-Cop. You got anything? Man, not at all, man. I'm just excited. I'm excited for what the War Room is about to, what we're about to do when it comes to going visual. Uh, also having guests come on the show uh, this year. We, we're excited about this year. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good thing for the people that listen consistently that are that are always Basically, I have some people say, hey, man, where's the show? I need the show. I need the update. Like, yeah. I literally get those messages. And, you know, it's a feel-good feeling to know that people are actually listening and taking the time to, to uh, out of their day to be somewhat entertained about what we're talking about. And some people have given us the kudos of saying they'd rather listen to us than the people that are on ESPN and things like that. So we appreciate all of those people that take the time to to give us an hour of your day. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to get it go visual so then you can see some of these reactions. Because me and T-Cop do not agree with everything. <laughs> no, we don't. You know, so and you know, sometimes. I might have to throw something across the table at him, but you know, but uh, it'd be fun. Uh, get a little bit more interaction from the fans, and who knows, we might be able to bring people that listen onto the show mm-hmm. uh, to participate in the show. Sometimes would be a good, a good thing. We're also looking for uh, someone to help facilitate the show. So uh, if you're out there and you think that you can uh, help facilitate the show, uh, ideally, we're looking for uh, somebody that's really into sports. Uh, hit us up on the inbox. You have all our information. Um, email account is uh, the War Room ENC at yahoo.com. Uh, Twitter is at TWR underscore ECU. IG is TWR underscore ENC. And obviously the podcast Facebook page. That's where we get our most action at. So mm-hmm. please go to that inbox and send us what you think. And if you are potentially a person that could help facilitate, we would love to hear from you. And, and this can be female or male, white, black. It don't matter. As long as you know the game. Mm-hmm. You know, let's talk about it. Let's do it. Hit us up. Let's make it happen. If you guys got any suggestions of who it could be, send them. Out, send the information to them so we can have that conversation with someone. Uh, again, the show is brought to us by Bet Online. Get out there, get your fifty percent bonus, which is uh, use the promo code Believe B L E A V uh, to jump on there. Get some bets in, guys. There's a lot of money to be won. 
Go win you some. Mm-hmm. I'm about to bet on every single one of these playoff games. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let you guys know how it pans out for me. Either I'm going to be asking y'all for a loan or I'm going to say y'all <laughs> trying to go out to eat. One of the two. It's going to be, you know what I mean? So, but uh, that's today's show. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll see you next week or we'll let you hear us next week. Send us your questions. Ask us some questions about story time. Whatever it is that you want to do, hit us up. You know, T-Cop, got anything out? That's it. All right, everybody. Thank you and have a great week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.